So now I had to log on from another source. And now you see the Vibe Lounge, which is my show I have on Sundays. So that's what really happened today. Oh. So, yes. I had to oh. improvise. Oh. So for some <laughs> reason. Um, oh. Oh. So you'll see the next, next logo. <laughs> the Vibe Lounge, which is me. But as you can see in the background, we have the Let's Connect show. Oh my goodness. I am valley, I'm a valley girl today. Okay. I see that. Okay. Yeah. So that's the explanation if you guys see what's ah. going on. I'm lounge. I okay. hear you. I have no excuse not to be on the show because of a mic issue. So I just improvised. I see. Yes. So howdy, howdy, people. Welcome to the Let's Connect show with your hosts, Reese and Carol Tanya. You know, she always have to make her grand entrance. Yes, I do. Especially when I'm waiting in queue to be entered. You're, you're waiting in queue on your own show, right? Exactly. So... <laughs> If I were you, I would just keep going. It's been about that. Like, what's up with that? Yeah. Like, what's up? Yes. So I'm getting my beverage ready. But I do like your screen today. And yeah. tell our listeners right now, the folks who are listening, tell them what is your screensaver. It says, let's connect. Love it. See, Love it. I Realize I can't get it on the, I can't get it on my regular um, PC because for some reason I get, they're saying that it doesn't, um, it's not compatible. Mm. But when I'm the phone, I have all these cool backgrounds like everybody else, so I feel a part of the crew. So wow. now I have the background. It's cute. It is nice. I like it. You should try it on yours too. See, I'm not on my phone, so I don't yeah. have it on my um, PC, my laptop that I'm using. But maybe your laptop would be able to have the filters. Uh, my- yeah, I've tried it. It didn't work. Okay. <laughs> it works okay. great on my phone. Yeah, but, for um, some reason, yeah. I have to aim here in the phone as opposed to the PC. All right, want... Listen, we do what we got to do on this show, girl. So you, you we're going to do it and we're going to keep it rolling. Hello. To please the people. That's right. We do everything we do to please. Like, I love that. To please the people. Please. Okay. And I'm having my coffee. Oh, good for you. I had mine earlier. And I'm drinking it out of my good vibes cup. Ooh, look at that. And tell the folks, tell the peoples what's the good vibes cup. My good vibe, good vibes is my t-shirt line, a t-shirt and accessory line. Yes. So you can go on vibe good um <laughs> I don't even know. Goodvibestore.com if you want to see all the merch that I offer. All right, so okay. But- it's huh? I said okay. I love it. 
I'm doing big things. I'm trying to do big things. <laughs> you know how it go. Yes. You know it go. So I know how it goes, girl. We be on that hustle. So you do what you got to do. That's why I said, you know what? Tell everybody what we're who we're what we're doing or what your good vibes is all about. And um, since I came in, I popped in now with everybody. I just want to say, everyone, welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the Let's Connect radio show. We, we are here. I'm sorry, our, my dear. What? Our, our celebrity, Shelly Sparkles, is on. Hey, girl. Hello, Shelly. Yes, can't wait to have her on the show. Yes. It's going to be fun. Yes, yes, that's gonna be a lot of fun. We can't wait to have Shelly back on the show again because we've got updates for you all, and y'all okay. better join mm -hmm. us when Shelly comes back to chat about us because she has some nice surprises in store and she's gonna tell us what she's working she's on. Family. And she's just family, she can just come on just because <laughs> absolutely you yes. know it. All so, right, everybody. What What's popping up north? Down here um, was hot as hot. You know what? It's it, it was warm up here. I can't say it was hot as whatever, but it was warm, very nice. And as a result of that warmth, we were told that we were going to have some severe, 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 severe thunderstorms and probably like hail and all that stuff happening today. So all the after-school programs were closed, stuff shutting down early, you know, people making sure that their cars are secure, no driving after a certain time on the road, naturally. So it, the rain started and I ran outside to make sure everything was good. And girl, the rain lasted maybe about 10 minutes, but the raindrops were like rocks. Wow. <laughs> The raindrops oh. were like rocks for maybe like a good 10. I don't even think it lasted 15 minutes. And then that was it. Okay. And then it was done and it's over. And it's like, okay, all we're done. Huh? I said all that excitement. All that excitement. I was like, oh man, we're going to get some serious storms. Our rain down here is like, I'll be in Coral Springs and it's pouring and by the time you reach like in Tamarack or like two minutes down the sunny as whatever, like, all right, are we in the same, you know, wow. whatever? Yeah. So, oh, wow. yeah. Well, um, my weekend was um, a little eventful. We had a, I hosted a sip and pay, so sip and paint for a church group. Oh, okay. Let me tell you, girl, <laughs> do I need to say anything else? <laughs> what do you mean? What do you, I, I, I'm not following you, so you're going to have to break it down. And no, all I can say, whatever happens at the paint bar, it stays at the paint bar. It was like that. It was off the chain. Oh, my goodness. It did look like you guys were having it, a lot of it fun. It was fun. I love the, 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 um, I love the canvas that we did, which was walking face. So I'm like, you know, I'm a scene oh, person. We lost you. You can't hear me? I'm not hearing you. Please tell me you're hearing me. 
Are you hearing me now? Hello? Are you hearing me, Carol? I hear you now, my dear. Okay. So what I was saying is I'm a person that's into themes. Okay. Right? Uh-huh. Why are you so low? Why am I so low? My audio is low. You cannot hear me? Yeah. Okay. Hearing me? I'm hearing you low. I don't know. I'm hearing you loud and clear. And how about now? Maybe you need to turn up that volume. No, but it was it was up all this time. It's all the way. Boy, I tell you. Hold on. Every week on this show is eventful. It's always something. <laughs> Shelly says she can hear. I must be losing my hearing. You must be losing your hearing. Thank you, Shelly girl. Can yeah, I don't know. You there? Well, hopefully, if, oh, if yeah, you all can't hear us, hop I on our you. Facebook Live right now with us and let us know um, as well if you can hear us. I hear you, and I hear you too. So what I was saying is, I'm a theme person. So you know, I'm like, okay, get a little church group coming in. Let me do this. Walk by faith, oh, girl, child. I should have done something else. What? Oh man! But anyway, those people I, did not know what they were in for. They were fun they when were they came to you, did they? And actually, I behaved myself this time. Can you, you behaved me? yourself? I mean, I was like, yes, I behaved myself. Wow! So this week we're having another one. It's the karaoke sip and paint. Okay. So we gonna have karaoke and all that good stuff. I can't uh, wait. I can't okay. wait. Yes. Karaoke sip and paint. Now that's something that I would have loved to join. See, I'm gonna I'm gonna um let people know of my you know that I'm Mariah Carrier on here. I'm just hiding that secret, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. You always make me laugh. You crack me up. <laughs> Ooh, yes. Listen, a girl have dreams, okay? Girl have dreams. And what is that dream exactly? Make it big, some way, somehow. Singing, singing, act. No, not acting. No, I can't do no acting. No. <laughs> well, what do you call I, what I, you I, do I, on the show I, every day? Girl, that's some acting chops you've got there. Me, girl, I can't remember the person. What happened yesterday? My just to go remember a whole line. I don't know how these actresses or actors do it. I yeah, cannot. It's you have to memorize stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how they do it. And, and it goes, it's the same thing for on-screen actors as well as voice actors like myself. You have to memorize lines because sometimes what you're saying, you, you have to sit there and sometimes you don't have a lot of time to memorize Listen, it. I just know my kid's name. Okay, much less to go memorize. <laughs> I just got that little pat, much less to go. Mm -mm. I leave that. <laughs> professionals okay so. yes 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 truly yes yes shelly i know i can't wait to see she will be at the sip and paint on friday what listen i'm making sure that i get pictures with shelly before she blow up you better up. get pictures with shelly before she yeah girl so you can say guess what i know her and we can we can keep that picture up on this show and say look who we know 
Shelly, I want your autograph. Drum gnome, I want to autograph. Listen, <laughs> we are preparing her for when she get big. You understand? Oh, it yeah. starts from the little people. The little people. You know, yes. so I when, when Shelly coming on Friday, I'm like, oh my I can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my dear. Yeah. But um, you know what? Uh, what I wanted to just again for folks who are joining us because we love to chat here on this show, and mm. if you happen to just bump into the show, I just want to remind you where you are. This is the show okay. called Let's Connect, and we are here every Monday evening at six p.m. to eight p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Yes. And we love talking with you guys. So guess what? If you all are finishing up your cooking and all of that stuff, okay, so we'll wait for you, right? Yeah. Yeah, we'll be right here. So just hurry on up and come join us because we're going to be chatting about a topic today. Yes, it's a heavy topic. It is a well-needed topic. Yes, it is a heavy topic, but it is well-needed. But before we go there, I have I saw this um, on um, I think it was on the internet just now. You know that you know why there's a shortage in the in the in the food in the baby food. You hear that? Did you hear? Oh yeah, we talked about that on here like two weeks ago or so when it started. Remember? So what happened? Nick Cannon. This oh, typical dear. Nick Cannon had oh, a lot. So of now it. you got jokes. <laughs> he's grabbing all the baby food all the baby formulas <laughs> off the shelf yeah there's none left for anybody daddy. else you know what i'm saying oh my goodness you guys that, that would have been my baby daddy if i was still in the business of making children if, if you were still oh okay <laughs> yes <laughs> but a, a girl can have fantasies you know what i'm saying of course what else do you have if you don't have your fantasies I and your dreams some, and your little... know, you know i love me some nick cannon girl you want to be baby mama number whatever nine, number nine number nine can i just like you know let me live let me live <laughs> i don't know oh my god I don't know, girl. You know what else I heard today also? And um, I just kind of want, based on the fact that you have been grappling lately because you wanted to stop eating your chicken wings and all that you stuff. To, you remember, word. how is that going? Yeah, you have to use, use big word, grappling. Oh, you were struggling. <laughs> oh, gra- grappling. Girl, you are struggling. <laughs> oh, my. You like that? <laughs> the grappling sound too tough. I was trying to be nice. Okay, so I'm going to say you were struggling, honey, with trying to put down them chicken wings. So how is that working out for you? It's working down. I'm, 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 yes. Okay. Why are you putting me out there? I didn't. You did. <laughs> I was trying to be nice and PC, but you Listen. took yourself there. So I can't Listen. help you. I can't help you with that one. So listen. It's a hard knock life for me. <laughs> with the chicken. 
I'm because I know, Reese, that you were dealing with that, right? With your whole eating your chicken wings and all of that because you're trying to drop a couple of pounds and trying Listen, to look all... 20 pounds all and right. the struggle. So I'm, it's hard. I ain't going to tell you no lie. It is hard. It's oh, hard. It is. And especially after you get to a certain age also. I mean, maybe when Listen. you're like 20 years old, you can just drop that stuff in your sleep. Let but me tell you a while. So I got a free year membership with Peloton. Peloton. Okay. Yes. Girl. Yes. Y'all go laugh. Wait, are you using it? Yeah, honey. So I, you know, have a little app and it have the different classes. So I'm like, okay, I love dancing. So maybe I'll, let me get into the dancing because that will motivate me more. Child, after 10 minutes, I will. You remember that? <laughs> Remember that show with Fresh Bear Bel Air when the out oh, when there and was dancing and when she came out she passed on ten minutes. My son was laughing because minutes. it's exercise. Just because uh, you hear dancing, you think, oh, it's gonna be just yeah. fun. Let me just do that, girl. You ten burn minutes. a lot of calories and your 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 stamina has to be up there. What? Let me tell you, then I started to do some stretching. I said, let me, I'm going to do this stuff. So I'm going to do this stuff. Girl, Did I you heard warm some, up before you do that? Girl, I heard some things. I'm like, what the hell is going on in my body? But I am determined. It's free. And I have one year. And I'm going, I need to do this. Good I have you. to lose. I got to get my sexy back. You gotta get your sexy back. And right. I get that. It's Miss Reese. Okay. Miss Reese. Get it right. Okay. We will have to call you Miss Reese from, from now on. Once you get your sexy back, you are known as Miss Reese. We can't just say, oh, hey, okay. <laughs> no. put the Miss in front of it. Okay. <laughs> put some respect on your name. Put some respect on my name. I'll be showing out acting brand new. People be saying, Rick, who are you? No, I'm, do I know you? <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, so my, yes. Uh oh, I'm that's hearing thunder book. again. So maybe we're gearing up for another round. Mm. Maybe I was making too much fun of the weatherman. Maybe you were. No, but the point I was making, right, when I was um, messing with you just now about oh, eating thanks. your chicken wings and stuff, is I heard on the news a little story about um, Lori Harvey you know, Steve Harvey's daughter. Yeah. And as you know, she's dating uh, Michael B. Jordan. Mm -hmm. So she talked about her weight loss because if you all have not seen this young lady. <laughs> what weight loss? She is amazing. Her body, and talk about abs, Reese. You think you can get those abs, girl? Think you can get your abs? <laughs> <laughs> I know I have right now it's abdomen. <laughs> it no abs. You think you can get abs like Lori Harvey, Reese? Is that what you're aiming for? Girl, I'm aiming for something. <laughs> she got like 13 I packs. She doesn't have a six pack. She got like a 13 pack working. Look. Wow. <laughs> you aiming for that, Reese? Aiming, yes. Girl, <laughs> that's that's my struggle. How many packs are you going for? As many packs that they will allow me. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, she was talking about 
you know, how she kept her body like that. And then since she's been with Michael B. Jordan, she said she gained 15 pounds of relationship weight, quote unquote, relationship weight. And, you know, I I guess, I don't know what relationship. Yeah, I guess when you're comfortable with someone or whatever, you don't do what you normally do. You eat more, all of that stuff. And so a lot of people are criticizing her right now because she said her workout regimen to get to where she, you know, was with, you know, all those packs and all of that was she ate 1200 calories a day. I think the recommended diet is like 2000 calories a day, but she, she said she did 1200 per day. Um, she would work out maybe like five to six times a week. And, um, but it's, it's a tough regiment that she was going through. So she's getting a lot of criticism for, you know, all of that. And how do you feel about that? Well, you know what is so funny? My doctor told me today, I went to the doctor today, and she told me that I needed to be on a 1,200 calorie diet. So I'm like, okay. Um, you putting you on 1,200 calories a day? Listen, if y'all see me grumpy. Reese, that's one of your chicken wings. <laughs> with, with, I was like, That's okay, tell me. one chicken wing. <laughs> okay, when she was telling me, so I'm like, okay, what do I eat? What is the wonder? So she give me examples. And I'm like, but I have to, it's something that I have to do. I'm an emotional eater. So I ask her, what do I do when I feel hungry? Like, I just want to, she said, find something to do. On top of everything that I do, I should be a skinny mini right now. Right? But so there she, are a lot of that there are a lot of factors that go into you know having extra weight and stuff. Like I said, one of them is hormones and one and yeah. the other is like your age. There, there's a lot that goes into it. It's not just stop it's, eating. Not, it's it's true. It's yeah, not I, just that. All so I, it takes work, girl, but you can do it. If I'm I believe in you, girl. Listen, if y'all grumpy, y'all know it's because I can't handle chicken wings. Okay. <laughs> back that 1200 by 11 o'clock every day you can't have your chicken wings anymore oh my goodness no i have no but i really do have to be mindful because as you say i'm getting next month i am 52 i'm 50 i'm 52 next month i don't that's one of the reasons you know do what I need to do. And it's, it's after today's visit, I really have to buckle yeah. down and stop playing. Shelly says it's really hard to stick to 1200 calorie intake. And she is so right. I don't know how you're going to do that. Cause that's, if you hard. see on the news, woman walking on the road, looking like what, you know, that's <laughs> really true. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but with the grace of God, he will see me do this. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Put down the chicken wings and you're going to be running around. People, crazy. We need, a, need a prayer circle for Reese at the 1200. So please. <laughs> 12, I can't believe that. But, anyways, you can do it, girl. And say hi yeah. to Miss Nancy Burks. Hey, Nancy, girl. We're she's so glad you're with us. She's, that's our Mississippi. That's our friend from Mississippi. Yes. M I S S I S S I. Keep going, Nancy. Yes, we love it when our friends join us. Oh, 
Yes. Oh man, yes, Shelly. Shelly said they had us on. They had her on a very strict diet, also, because you know Shelly's a movie star. So for her acting career with Mr. Tyler Perry, you know she had girl, look, girl, she had to be girl, looking right. Girl, Carol and Nim drop. What you say? Oh Shelly, yes, you know we got to name. We got star. to drop some drop some dimes and some gems, whatever, on this show. Ooh. We Where won't give show? it all away, but we, we just drop a little bit. Okay. We won't yes. tell the name on the on the less connected, not Shelly Spark is a movie star, Shelly Spark. She, she is the movie pop. star. We yes, that's right. Give that lady with... her props. She worked hard for this. She sure did. Yes. Shelly, so she had Shelly to be on a strict diet for, for filming. And yeah. that's understandable because we know how folks in movies and films and stuff it's a tough regimen if they have a show coming up or something oh yes you can't eat can't eat this you can't eat that See, that's why i can't leave i cannot be in the entertainment world me would have dead me would yeah Listen. you can't give up a chicken wing so i don't know how you're gonna do it girl when i was in the hospital remember when i had that emergency surgery yes and put me on a clear liquid <laughs> And you thought your life was over, didn't you? My, Not well, even I, because of the surgery, just because of the food. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yes, honey. Oh, well. <laughs> Me right. and food. I need to divorce food. I no, need to well, divorce. You don't have to divorce food. Don't give our peoples any wrong information because I have right, me some food. For me, I'm saying I don't know about anybody. Don't divorce food. Food is great. Yeah, oh, I went for the very first time, everybody. I went to the buffet yesterday. I have not been to a buffet in years, and certainly a couple of years before the pandemic. So yesterday I braved it and I said, let me go. Good. Do you know I rolled up in there with my gloves? <laughs> so <laughs> I had my gloves on because I'm like, I'm not touching all that stuff that you know. But it was nicely encased in the glass and all that stuff. So you hope and you pray. You say your prayer before you eat your food. Mm-hmm. But um, I was not touching all the utensils that everybody was touching. So I had my gloves on and everything. But when I tell you I ate, so I have not eaten so much. Food coma is real, Reese. It is a real thing. And I had it yesterday. <laughs> After I ate, I passed out. I was so full. I thought I was going to explode. Wow, I don't do buffets. I waste my money because I just go one time and that's it. I really don't go. Are like you some... serious? I had five plates of food. You see, you see that? I look at you. You don't look like you eat, but somebody look at me. I said that girl is greedy. You know that girl, is... and she go. I'm three... sure people were saying I was greedy, but guess what? On a regular basis, see, my kid was making fun of me too because every day. What I eat, I eat like protein and veggies and I'm good every day. And then I fast for like 14 to 16 hours. So this is every day. That's my schedule. But yesterday, honey, I was like, mm, I didn't even know I could eat that much food. <laughs> it's, always the one. it's always the skinny one that makes us look bad and we don't eat that much. My kid was looking at me like... <laughs> I mean, her eyes were popping out of her head. She had one plate of food and she was so stuffed that she couldn't eat. I was like, y'all are lightweights. I went up Mm-mm. there, I had five plates of food. Let me tell you, I put it down. 
Only the, always the skinny ones. Always. I so much. It's embarrassing because I feel like if you're going to go to a buffet, bring your appetite. Otherwise, it's a waste. Why do you go there? Go to a restaurant where you just get one little one thing been, to eat. I haven't been to a buffet even before the pandemic. I haven't been there for a while, so. Yeah, I hadn't been there for a while, but I went yesterday and um, I was a little bit, I'm not going to lie, I was a little bit leery about going to a buffet, you know, because the pandemic is still on, but um, I, I was hungry, <laughs> clearly. Clearly you were. Clearly. And I brought it. I brought it, girl. But anyways. Okay. So today... Today in the day. show. Oh, hey, play our little play our tag. I was just getting ready to do that, ma'am. Yes. It's now time for our topic of the day. And who are they listening to, Reese? Oh, Jesus, Lord, I can't bother. They listen to Reese and Carol Tanya. Okay. <laughs> You're listening to the Let's Connect show with Carolyn Reese. Right here on My Turn Radio. That's you're right, lovely. everybody. You love listening. Right, to everybody. That's Carol. She loves to listen to ourselves. So, anyways, <laughs> you always mess it up, huh, girl? <laughs> Come on, let's keep rolling. So everybody one? knows what we're they're listening to, who we're listening to, and today on the Let's Connect show. We're talking something serious, okay? I know we chat and in our What's Affecting Us segment, you know, we talk about, you know, fun stuff. We like to keep it light so it's not all heavy, heavy, heavy stuff. And it's stuff that you hear every day on the news or on other entertainment shows, etc. And then, like days like today, not every day, days like mm-hmm. today, we talk about something a little bit more serious. And today what that is, is um, mental health and suicide prevention. Okay, so let's make that clear, suicide prevention. We're not just, we're not on the radio talking about suicide, all right? It's specifically suicide prevention because it is a serious topic. And um, we wanna talk about it because believe it, it is affecting so many of us in this country and worldwide yes you know and it is a serious 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 condition so we want to maybe get a little better understanding of how mental health issues and concerns can lead to potential suicide and And before before you go into that sorry may is mental health awareness month so that's why we're you know we are doing the show because it's a mental awareness yes yes um in case um some of you folks don't know that's one of the reasons we're doing this topic because you know Reese, as you know we've we've done this topic before a few times yes um we've done teen mental health we've done black mental health and actually that's been one of our most popular um shows Yes. Episodes. It was really, really popular. And we got a lot of feedback more than I, I thought we would have received to be honest. And we did other types of mental health concerns as well. Like, um, 
the body dysmorphic disorder and stuff like that, because that's mental health concerns as well. So we've done it in, in different variations. We've talked about mental health issues and concerns. And listen, we're going to talk about it again, because it's a serious it's very, issue. Very serious. Very yeah. serious. Um, so with that, <clears throat> Who do we have today? Do we have some folks that we're going to chat with today, Reese? We actually have um, Soraya, who just tuned in. And actually, my son is going to be joining us today, too. Awesome. Yes. Hi, Soraya. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Welcome back to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Hello, yeah. my dear. You look so young and fresh. I'm like, she looks so young and fresh. I'm, I'm, I'm adjusting my glasses. I'm like, wait a minute. I need to look like her. You look fabulous. Whatever's going on in your life, I hope it's all good and fabulous yes, and wonderful. Yes, ma'am. Oh, so thank you, my dear. Of the colors. The colors. Oh, yeah. Colors. yeah. Yes. Love it. Thank Love you. It. And for those of us on the radio and who may not be seeing Soraya right now, she's wearing some bright yellow, beautiful colors. And guess what? If you're not seeing her right now, after the show, guess how you're going to see her? Tell them, Reese. On YouTube, baby. Yes, that's right. Right on YouTube, on our YouTube channel today. That's right. So you go on out, you head on out to our YouTube afterwards and the show will be there for you to see her in all her beauty. Gorgeous lady. So Soraya, you joined us before and we were just um, chatting just now, Reese and I, we were talking about, you know, this is not the first time we've actually addressed um, mental okay. health on this show and mental health issues and concerns. And we talked about, you were on our body dysmorphic disorder show before, and um, you helped us to understand what that looks like, what that feels like and the effects of that and how people who are dealing with these issues can help themselves to heal potentially, hopefully. And um, so we, we actually did um, black mental health. We did teen mental health on the show. And it's been very, very popular. And um, because a lot of us are dealing with that, right? But today we're back because we're gonna talk about it till everybody hears about it and understands what they need to do and understands the fact that they need to address it if they are experiencing it. Um, so I'm gonna chat with you a little bit and just have you help me understand um, a little. So just. Introduce yourself to us a little bit again, Soraya, so people know who you are and what you do. Okay, sure. Yes. Um, so my name is Soraya. I am the CEO and founder of Healing Wounds Coaching and Consulting. I am a master's level social worker. I'm working towards getting my license as a clinical social worker as well. I currently uh, work in private practice. I work with people who... Um, may have experienced some traumatic experiences. I work using uh, the, in the intervention called EMDR. Okay, awesome. And I'm just gonna repeat it for those of you who may not have heard it. 
Um, she is the founder and CEO of Healing Wounds Coaching and Consulting. Okay, Healing Wounds. And you can actually find Healing Wounds on Facebook and you can find it on Instagram as well. We're going to put up her information um, and when we post the information to YouTube so you can find her. So not to worry, but I wanted to mention that to you right now in case you guys want to go look up Soraya's information. And um, so let's chat a little bit. I know also your background. I always like to mention this. You were a Haitian girl. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yes. And you were in the Florida area. Yes, ma'am. Right. And um, I just mentioned that because I wonder how that affected you in any which way, shape or form in terms of mental giving you mental stability or instability did that have any effect on you well yes absolutely so uh, i am first generation american so that meaning my parents are from uh haiti and that's all they knew so they had to come here and speak a different language and they were just in like grind grind you know hustle mode and so yeah being haitian american definitely affected my mental health because um i did not have, you know, and a lot of, I think, Caribbean people experience this, to be honest. Um, just I didn't have my parents at home because they were always working. So whenever yeah. I was going through a crucial time where I may have needed some emotional support, I couldn't really get that. And my parents couldn't give it to me either because they were in survival mode. Right. Oh, wow. Yeah, you know, you mentioned that and there is a saying, like you said, a lot of Caribbean people and Risi and I know this very well. There's always this joke about Caribbean people having 15,000 jobs. Oh, yes. <laughs> and always working. Yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, so and like you said, that it does create strain. Absolutely. On, on the family in a lot of ways. I mean, not in every instance. So I don't want people, you know, jumping on me saying just because, you know, we, we work hard and this and that doesn't no. mean that our kids are suffering. No, we're saying and, and also that's very individualized. That's my experience. It may not be everyone else's. Right. But I'm sure you're not the only one. Of course. Definitely. No? So definitely. And that's what we're here for, because we want to present the stories for because every single one of us we have somebody who can identify with us mm. and like we like to talk about even on the show if one person can relate or we can help one person on this show then we're we're happy that's you know awesome. that's what we want to use this platform for even if it's just one person who can relate to what we're saying we're here for you absolutely yeah so I just wanted you to, to mention that and, and um, talk about that a little bit. Um, you're also a survivor. You said surviving cancer, um, depression. And this is what I want to talk about a little bit more. Surviving multiple suicide attempts as yeah. well as domestic violence. But I'm highlighting surviving um, multiple suicide attempts because that's kind of like what we want to chat about a little bit today in relation to mental health. Yeah. So are you able to tell us a little bit more about that? What led to that? How did you survive that? Well, um, as I said, I was in a situation where when I was a child, um, my parents had to, you know, survive. They had to do things. They had to work a lot. 
And I think that not having like um, that relationship with my parents affected me a lot because I was also not like out there socially. So I didn't really have, I just felt like I needed that relationship with my parents and not being able to do that took a toll on my mental health. Um, I, I think during my teenage years, which is usually the hardest for most uh, people, you know, you're going through puberty and my teenage years, I kind of went into this dark place. Like it was just really bad of like not feeling wanted. Um, and that caused me to question my purpose and why I was here. And I was, um, I would say struggled with self-harm. So it's, it's very interesting because my family members, when they used to hear it, they used to say like, oh, you're, and not to offend anyone, but this is what they would say is like, you're, you're acting like the white people, like you're, you know, you're, you're harming yourself, like what's going on, you know, deal with it, move on, you know, like it was just never, there was never any validation for my experience, even though people knew what was going on in my household and, you know, deal you know, with, move on, you know, like it was just never, there was never any validation for my experience, even though people knew what was going on in my household and, you know, deal you know like it was just never there was never any validation for my experience even though people knew what was going on in my household and you know you know like it was just never there was never any like a repeat going on I don't know if that's happening for other people sorry I don't know what's going on sorry you know there was never any like a repeat going on okay I'm sorry wow that was that was kind of weird it's like we're stuck in a time loop yeah that was weird only when when reese is around sorry yep (laughs) it's okay no that's okay um so yeah that was just my my experience and i that was how i was able to cope with a lot of those things with self-harm and people felt like oh what was wrong with you and i did at some point you know try I think the self-harming was me contempting multiple times to uh in my life to be honest I I know this is a heavy topic but that's where I got to I got to that place where I felt that unloved that unwanted that I got to that place and that was from that was my experience now for other people I know we're not talking about other people but for other people there may be other reasons for other things yeah and for me, that was that was my thing. And for someone else, you know, looking out from the outside, looking in, they're like, oh, well, you have a roof over your head. You have a bed to sleep in. What is your problem? Okay. And that is usually that usually comes from well, from what I know now as a therapist, that comes from my parents being from the Caribbean. And and that's they didn't have as much as, you know, me in this country. And so the mindset is you have way more than I did when I was a kid. What is your problem? Exactly. <laughs> um, exactly. You hit the nail on the head. I understand that now. At the time, I was just, I was struggling. Now, I'm just let you know, I'm 31 years old. <laughs> um, I know, I know you guys, because I, I just, I mentioned that because you were like, oh, you're so young. Yeah. <laughs> Not that young. <laughs> you know, I was like, oh my gosh, 31 years old. Everybody, y'all need to tune in and you need to check out this lady. 31 years old, my foot. You know, 
And I mean that in a respectful way, my no, dear. No, that is okay. I get it all the time. It's all I right. mean that in all the complimentary aspects you can imagine. It's a compliment. You know, take it and just embrace it. But um, it's great. And I say that because for you to have been through what you went through, you know, it's like, it's amazing. So, yes, I am complimenting you because you I are strong, you are tough. And you went through that. Now, at what age did you go through those dark, dark, dark times where you attempted suicide? It was, it, again, it was, it was during my adolescent years. So like from the age of 12 to like 17, I just couldn't deal with life. I'm not gonna lie, I, I'm not too sure how I, I mean, the, I did the self-harming, but um, I'm, well, I could tell you how I stayed, uh, to be honest. It would be like my my faith that was really a part of my my wellness. So we could talk about like mental health, but then we could also talk about like the wellness part or the recovery part. I just want really want to say that there's you can recover from those things. So if you ever have that feeling that it, there's ways to recover, I'm a I'm a testament of that. You know, someone who didn't want to be here at one point, hated life, did not want to wake up. Um, got to the point where it was like I just don't have any reason to live and my faith helped me get through that and I've been able to use that struggle that I had with something so serious as life and a, such a blessing I've been able to use that to help other people as well find their purpose absolutely that's your testament to that you know because now you've turned it around where you're now using your experiences and what you went through before walking through that fire to now help others and it's great you are able to help other people because it's not like someone else who haven't been through it mm -hmm. you know and it's almost like they're talking at someone you've been through it through this right. so you know exactly what it feels like how they Absolutely. feel Absolutely. you know where you can embrace them in a how would you say in a more sincere manner, not to say other people are not sincere if they haven't been through it, but sometimes you just don't really understand on that level if you haven't been through that, because Absolutely. that is a very traumatic experience to go through, right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know? And the fact that you've been through it, you can talk to them. And I asked you about the age because um, a lot of young people are dealing with this. Yes. You know, and I did look up a study real quickly. Um, and this was just something that was done as of like 2020. Um, of course, we're just in 2022. So we don't have a lot of data for that as, as yet. But it's highest amongst like between 25 to 34, so to speak, that age group. So when you're younger, you know, that's when people are considering this. And then there's a jump till when you're older between 75 to 84 and we had a doctor on this show before um that talked about that and I, at the time I was so green to to the knowledge that I didn't realize that the elderly the suicidal rate among the elderly was so high astronomical so I just want to say you know as a reminder to folks if you have elderly parents and so or neighbors or friends please do all that you can for them because they're going through it and they do commit this a high rate of suicide among the, amongst the elderly, but um, as well as among the younger population and the mm -hmm. younger folks like yourself in your adolescent years. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I actually want to emphasize like 
I really, really right now want to emphasize like black women, to be honest. I think we recently, I forget her name is Christy. Yes. She recently um, completed suicide. And I also got a message from someone a week ago of another young girl who did the same. And when you look at their backgrounds, right, uh, these are high achieving you know, very successful black girls that you would never think what, you know? And so what that does is that tells me that something is going on like yes. for uh, that population for what, for black people, you know, or for black women. And we, and I specifically have been like studying this recently and I've created a course on it where it's called the strong black woman syndrome. And I've come to find out from research that that is a thing. Um, this appearance of, of being strong, of doing multiple things at mm -hmm. once. That's that I, I found out that that actually what is what depression looks like in black women is doing. That's it, doing. Yeah. Uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I paused on purpose. Um, doing. That's what depression looks like is in, in anxieties. We are always constantly doing and wearing multiple hats, trying to be the family and community superhero, um, afraid of showing vulnerability. Yes. Um, we don't ask for support. Um, we, it's just, there's so much and it's costing our health, not just our mental health, our physical health. Um, and so like wellness and emphasizing on wellness, taking not just self-care where you go to get your nails and your hair done. I'm talking about soul care. I'm talking about spending time with yourself because there may be things that have that are from the past that are that is affecting how we're behaving in the present. And the only way we can get to that is to sit with self. I don't know if that makes sense. It made absolutely absolute sense. And the thing is you paused, right? And I'm gonna say something that Reese's gonna go, what, what did you say? You gave us a pregnant pause, right, Reese? I, right? I know what that means. <laughs> You're with me, girl. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> yes. So basically, and I waited while you paused as well because I wanted you to make that point. And I'm hoping that people can hear that. And I'm going to just reiterate, I'm going to repeat what you said because it's so important, right? That people hear this pause we're doing. And especially this, of course, does not only affect the black and brown communities and we address all the communities on this show, but yes, right now we were talking about the black and brown communities because in this community, a lot of times, like Soraya just says, we're doing. So it's just yeah. go, 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 go. And we're not addressing the root causes. We're not addressing the fact that, yeah, something is wrong, girl, or a guy, go get it fixed, man. There is a problem. We need to stop and look at it. And part of that in our black and brown communities is the stigma, right? There's Absolutely. Stigma. That talking to someone, girl. there's so many, there's so much stigma. Talking to someone means you're crazy, or telling someone, at least in the Caribbean community, it's like telling other people telling your business. business. Mm -hmm. No, I can't keep this in. It's killing me. <laughs> yeah. So, don't tell nobody your business. Nobody no. needs to be in your business, girl. That's why there's so many broken. We are so broken issues that we're dealing with that you know that stems from childhood that we never thought would affect us when we we're adults 
But you let know? me tell you that, you know, if you think about like whatever your family situation is, right? So it, it, it goes from like different levels. It, it goes from you as the individual, your family, and then society. All of these things affect your mental health. So can you imagine like you talked about the black and brown community who are, are experiencing like financial hardship, um, add that to like racism, add on top of that sexism you know like hello uh we can't be okay how are you yeah. okay how? how are we okay how can and this you is really what's happening there's so much we can talk about and so many things that happen um like for instance even today or yesterday on the news there's this young boy that went to his neighbor's house with a whip and lashing their front door and the, the neighbors are black mm. right the neighbors are black he's white He's nine years old and he has a whip to come over there and attack their daughter, all right? Because he was upset. I guess he felt like he could beat her with a whip by lashing her. And it's like, oh my goodness, just the thought of that already is concerning. Yeah, that I don't know, like in 2022, how's that possible? Yeah, you know, just the thought of that is concerning. And then the, the parents, the black parents went next door to the neighbor's house to say, okay, did you know that you're, this is what your son is doing and this is not okay. But the father came to the door with a gun in his You hand. see, so you see what I'm talking about? Like, okay, so I, I want to explain to you, right? The way we deal with stress. Um, so that's really where everything comes from is we learn how to deal with stress as a child. So you just think stress and fear goes together. And we, I know you already know this, that our natural response are fight, flight, and freeze, right? Um, so you add that and put that, that, that fight, fight, freeze response and stress and fear and all that in a Black person. When that happens, when you're constantly in that, that over and over and over again, it it breaks you down. Yes. Um, you're not supposed to be, you're not supposed to have, like what that does is it produces cortisol, which is like your stress hormone. If you continue to produce cortisol like that, you like, it, it's proven scientifically, medically proven, you will be sick. Like there will be issues. <laughs> Absolutely. You are so right. And for some reason, my screen is frozen. But you can hear me, right? Yes, I can. So I am going to try to um, get my screen working again. So I was telling Reese that I'm in the New York, New Jersey area right now, and we're getting like storm weather and heavy uh, okay. rains and all of that wonderful fun stuff. <laughs> Isn't it fun? So let's hope that our my internet doesn't just go out. I hope not. And let's <laughs> hope I <laughs> so Reese, I'm going to leave this to you for a second. Just keep chatting with Soraya. And we also have a guest in our green room. So in our waiting room. And um, you guys can start and I will jump right in. I'm going to jump out and jump back in so that um, you all could see my expressions. <laughs> okay. All right. So okay. we have Dimitri, who is my son, who is actually going to join us and give us his perspective because he went through it. And um, so welcome to the show, Dimitri. Hello, Ma. I'm not mom, I'm Reese. <laughs> so I want you to let, um, tell everyone, you know, just to 
give everyone an idea of what you went through and what what age you're like you started having these feelings why are you mm -hmm. upside you need to fix your down? yes oh. yes oh it's good it's good yes okay so said, um yes because i invited you on the show because i wanted you to maybe you'll help other you know kids in your age group so i wanted you and thank you so much for coming on to share your story right so i wanted you to let the listeners know exactly when it started when you started having these feelings and all that um i can't really pinpoint the age but i could really say like 12 13 ish when uh i don't know when it really hit me um just i just always felt like not no more but then i always felt like i wasn't being loved and I, I told you this before but i always felt like i wasn't being loved or the attention wasn't really getting passed on to me as much as the other as your other children and then i just i don't know i just always would sit in the room and just think about it like what was my purpose here and all that other stuff but that was that was the, the the process of being going through is really like tough like I'm just now overcoming it like I'm just now t like comfortable with like talking about it and stuff like that but it, it was it was tough and it was it was hard and how, how old are you now Dimitri I'm sorry I just turned 18 I'm 18 just turned 18 I'm sorry Reese go ahead and ask your question no, I was just letting asking him the same let let the people you know let the audience know how old he is now and you know, as a parent, when you hear that, that you're not, that he wasn't feeling love, right? You feel, you feel guilty because I'm here working and I have four kids and he used to sleep all the, this is why I tell you that it, me, I used to think, oh, he does love to sleep. I'm not thinking that's a form of depression, right? Because I love to sleep. So I'm like, oh, okay, he's just one of those. He never, and it was shocking to hear what was going on with him. Yeah, I would I would always like uh, stay in my room. And like, I, I didn't like talking to people. I was always, um, like my mom could tell you, like I was, she always just called me like rude and disrespectful like the other people because I didn't like to engage with other people. I didn't like to, open my mouth, I didn't really want to communicate with other people because I always wanted to stay to myself. I didn't know what other people's intentions were. And I always wanted to stay to myself. And because I always thought of like, I always thought of, I always think about death every day. Not, I don't know, like in a bad, it's not in a bad way, but it, I always think about, like I always wonder that I'm going to have to go one day, how? And how would, if I would be ready or not? And it's like, that's why, that's why I, now I can talk about it because when I was going through that little phase or whatever, it was like slowing me down. Like I could look back and they're saying like it was slowing me down. I didn't like to do this. I didn't like to do that. But now I like to get up every day and, and I want to do something. I want to I want to do something because when I leave, when when my time is gone, I don't want to think about it like oh I should have done this. I should have done that. I'm sorry, so that I makes wanna, okay. that makes my heart happy because I feel like. It's like the younger version. Well, I struggled for a long time and 
for someone to be young and say that, I feel like that's, I feel like that's beautiful. I've also worked with a lot of young people and I've seen a lot. I've worked in the DJJ, the juvenile justice system. I worked in mental health and substance abuse for teens. I've worked in all of that and I've seen a lot of young people struggle. So I, I feel like that's just, ah, don't know, stop. This is know, like your message, you, that is also your purpose. To know what we are coming from, to know, oh my God, you just don't understand. And as I said, it was an eye opener for me because I'm just thinking, even when, like say for instance, I'm talking to him, he never, and you, I would like ask him the same question. Oh yeah, I don't, I'm sorry, mom. I don't, I don't like to talk at all. Like, I don't, I feel as if like, cause I always thought like he didn't care. So I would like say, if I tell him my experience, I'll just think of like the next day, they're not gonna worry about what I'm going through. I'm still gonna be going through what I'm going through, but the next, the next week and the next month, you're still not gonna, it's not on your mind. Like how, like what I'm going through now. And it's like, why would I tell you this when I feel like your intentions of you're not going to care? So, so I'm going to jump in there a little bit, Dimitri. First, before we even continue, I'm so sorry. I was keeping quiet because I really appreciate what you're saying. And let me tell you, I love you for speaking up right now because what you're saying, believe it. There are so many other people who are experiencing exactly what you went through, right? So thank you for coming forward and talking about this. And Soraya knows this and she's nodding because she knows, because she deals with this every day as well um, in dealing and treating and giving therapy to people because that's what she does. Um, what you're saying, so many other people have said and are saying today. So I just, first of all, I want to thank you for being so brave to come on and tell us about what you're going through because you're so young. Okay. And there are other young people who are struggling with this. And I want to ask you, because you're still young, how did you get over it to where you are right now? How? Um, I realized what are some of the things that, that you did? And I, I, I want to lead you a little bit because what I heard you say, and I'm, I'm doing it based on what you said, right? And you said that you didn't talk too much because you felt like nobody, you didn't trust them. They, you didn't trust them anyways, and you didn't know yeah. where they were coming from. So what is, is changing or has changed in your life to get you to where you are right now? T tell us about that a little bit. Um, I mean, I still, I'm still trying to work on talking to people. I still don't, I still don't talk to people to this day. You talking but to us, so I'm no, so I talk, happy. I, I talk, I t I'm talking to y'all because it, it's kind of tricky because when I'm in that moment, I don't talk. But like, okay. when I, when I realize like my situation, then I could talk about it and try to better myself. But then I don't know, it's just like a, it's like a loop. But um, yeah, I'm trying to still work on myself and talking while I'm in that situation and uh what i do what i did to get out of get out of that phase i i don't i don't know what i've done i just probably like realized that i need to just get up and do better like i have to be better than the day before and and your mother bugs you all the time and calling yeah, i call yeah. all the time how important I, is that to you dimitri it's very important 
very, very important. It's like, I don't know, my mom, I don't know, the, the, real, the real reason why I can't see myself in that situation ever again is, um, I don't know if my mom remembers, but it was one day, it was, I was going through it like real, real hard. I went upstairs and I like attempted it. I, I tried and she literally passed out. And I'm like, I really looked at myself. I'm like, what am I doing? Like, I, I'm really putting my mom through this. And it was because of understanding, like, like I said, in my past life, I felt like I was in love and nobody was really trying to hear me out. It was just do this and do that. They never really like try to hear me out or like try to hear my words and really listen to when I speak. So it was like, I was shut down and stuff like that. And my dad, my dad wasn't really in my life like that too, but that's not really like the reason, but he wasn't, I never really had like a father figure for me, like to go ahead and talk. Cause I didn't like my mom. I, I thought my mom never really got what I was going through. I always wanted a, a male figure and talk to him. I have older brothers, but he, I always thought he would have probably never understood neither. But my dad, he was always absent or partially absent. So I never really got to talk to him like when, when I wanted to and stuff like that. So I was really causing all the stress on my mom's shoulders. And when I seen her just pass out in front of me and I was like, what am I doing? I can't, I can't, I can't have her like this. So I just had to better myself. I had to work on myself privately and better myself. I had to work on myself privately so I could better myself public. Right. So, Ooh, that was, was oh, yeah. that was deep. Oh my God. Like, oh, he said, he said he had to work on himself privately. Oh. It is, if y'all, you, and I, you know, I, I, people may think I'm putting my business out there, but it's not. It's your I want to help others Absolutely. because, you know, when he told me what, why he didn't feel that way, and he was like, he, I wasn't spending time with him, remember? And I was like, because I'm a Starbucks girl, so me and the baby, we used to go on the street, and we do our thing, and we just left him in the house, because we're like, he's sleeping, he, you know, not knowing. And we started, like, doing, like, come on, let's go to the store, just me and him. And you remember Dimitri? And that's how we start. That's how I, I he needs one and one time. Yeah. So parents, I mean, even though we work hard for our kids and everything, we have to show them some, give them their time because one child may not care if you spend time, but then another one like Dimitri need that. And so for that, I'm always walking on eggshells because I want to make sure he's fine. And I tell him, no matter what time it is in the night, call me. Because he went through a lot losing two of his friends in the same year. Like, it was a month. A yeah, best friend. It was, um, I lost two friends within a, one year in the same month. In the same month. So. So that triggered something. And he, whenever he gets triggered with that, that's when he shuts down and everything. You know, Carol, I tell you. Yeah. And you know, I'm like, listen, talk to me. You know, I don't want ever to hear, oh, I couldn't talk to mommy. I never want to hear that. I'm sorry. So, I'm so, Reese, thank you. 
for sharing your story as well. And I hear the pain in your voice. I hear the pain in Dimitri's voice as well. And as mother and son, I am so grateful to you guys sharing your story this openly to everyone because it will help someone. And for other parents out there, Reese, that's going through what you've been through with Dimitri, you know, um, you said something that was so important is stay accessible to your children, right, Dimitri? Yeah. Stay accessible, even though there were times Dimitri did not want to talk to you, right? And he shut you out, but there were, you stayed accessible to him and you kept fighting. You fought for him because this is your yep. child. Fight for that life, Okay, yes. fight for that life because they need you. He needed you and you were there. You didn't abandon him. And I know you mm -hmm. felt bad because there were times when he was sleeping, sleeping, sleeping and you left him thinking, oh, he's just always sleeping. Yeah. So you would go out and do stuff with your other son. Well, those are the times that he needed. He you. needed that one and one. And for parents out there, just be, even if it's going, even if it's 15 minutes, show them Give them that time. Give them that meet that one and one time. They Dimitri, need that time. Dimitri, have you gone through any kind of therapy? And are you open to that? Would you be willing to do that? Um, me personally, as of right now, I don't, I don't, I don't know about the therapy. Because, like I said, I, I don't, I don't like to talk to people like that about my, I don't know. Because I just feel like. Right now, I'm talking right now because I know a better a viewer or yeah stuff like that. But one on one, I just feel like because they this is how I think of it. Like if I'm telling you my depression, you have fifteen to twenty more customers later on in the day. You're not gonna remember me by the end of the night. But I'm still gonna go home and still gonna think about. And st I'm still gonna go, go through depression when you just going home peacefully and it's like I, I i just don't know like i just don't trust telling people stuff when i when i can get like a benefit out of it right now i'm getting a benefit out of it because i'm telling a viewer and maybe a viewer that's going something through that i that i was going through he could like better themselves but okay. just a therapy i i can't i, I don't know about a, a therapist okay you're being open and honest and i love that and the reason I asked you that question is specifically, so we have a therapist here with us and okay. here she is, Saroya, and she can answer that question for you because you have those trust concerns, which a lot of people uh -huh. going through your situation does have, okay? Because that's a whole part. And Saroya, I'm going to let you talk about it because you know me, I'll talk for days, but <laughs> I want to hear it from the therapist, your expertise, talk to Dimitri right now, based on what he just said, and all the other listeners who are listening, who feel that way about not trusting you. And after he comes and sees you, you just go on about your day and go on with other clients and forget about him. Um, speak to that for me. Please. Sure. So just to let you know, when I was between the ages of, uh, between the ages of 12 to 17, I had therapists. Um, and yeah, they, that's how I felt was like, oh, you just come in to get a check. This is your job, you know, and I've worked with other kids who said the same thing to me. This is just your job. You don't actually care. You get paid for this. Well, I would actually do it for free. Um, you know, like 
I, so I don't know what your experience has been and that definitely don't want to discredit what you're saying I or anyone else who may be skeptical but what I would say is um, there are people who actually care and they may not be here's the thing a therapist may not be I'm gonna tell you right now a therapist is not supposed to tell you their stuff they're supposed to make keep it about you so none of my kids that I and I call them kids my young people that I've I've uh, counseled and done therapy have no idea that I have felt like I was suicidal if they ever did, if they ever saw like my tattoo that has like the semicolon on there, which means that's the symbol for suicide awareness is the semicolon. If they knew that, they would see it here. And I, that's nothing I could, you know, I'd be like, oh, you just saw it, but I didn't tell you. It's not about me. And I, I actually care. And there's therapists that actually care. And it's not that we, you won't, we won't forget you. That's the thing. You see how you say like, um, your goal is to be better every day. Some, some people's goal, specifically, I'm going to talk about me. My goal is to make sure that, see how you felt as a young person? I don't want any young person to feel that. That's my job. I would do it for free. Of course, I need to, you know, make money because I have a, a family and, and all that stuff. But the fact that I, this is an opportunity, to me, it's an opportunity to help. This is my purpose. This is why I'm here is to make sure that someone else doesn't feel like that or I can help. And the way to help is my job. I'm trained to help with those thoughts, you know, those thoughts that you were talking about having, you were going through it, those thoughts, I'm able to put a name on it so that you could feel like, oh, nothing is wrong with you. You know, actually this is, there's a name to what you're feeling. And actually there's ways that's been proven to get you out of that faster. So that's what, that's what therapy is. That's what a therapist is. That's their job, you know, and just, it's okay if that's not something that right now is something for you, but just to consider in life, sometimes we need uh, a different perspective, someone on the outside to talk yeah. to. We could talk to our friends, but guess what? And this is what I've said to a lot of my young people is your friend is on the same level as you. If anything, they're probably going through the same thing, right? Puberty, I'm just letting you know, is the hardest time for any, every, every, per, every human being. So that's probably when you actually are more likely to go into depression because of your hormones. And, and so going to your friends is cool and maybe, you know, but therapy may help. And if not, because um, I was one of those people, I would consider creative outlets, you know, music, anything that you can do to, like you said, you don't like to talk, do something to express yourself that's how you get it out you just get it out find a way to get it out do not keep it in your body do not keep it in your mind and that's what some for some people that's therapy they have to talk about it they want to do that maybe it's maybe it's music i'm i write poetry you know maybe it's dance maybe it's drumming maybe it's whatever it is but just get it out okay don't yeah. keep it in your mind do not keep it in your body so I just want to say that I'm a little passionate. Sorry. No, that's Appreciate excellent. It. That's exactly. I stayed quiet because right now, this is what I needed him to hear. Not from me, not from mom. You know, he's heard it all through mom already, but I needed him to hear it from an actual therapist because Dimitri, you're like I said, I said it a hundred times already. 
the way you feel is important. And I wanted to acknowledge that, right? Because a lot of other people feel the way you do, but you needed to hear it from a therapist. And I'll tell you a little bit further real quickly. I'm not going to drag on too much about this, but the barriers that Soraya and I were talking about, some of the barriers to African-Americans or to black and brown folks in this country, the barriers to mental health, which is some of what you're going through, right? One we talked about is the stigma around it where it's kind of like we're ashamed we don't want people to know we're dealing with it you never said that was your issue i know but there are other people who are dealing with that distrusting the healthcare system right some providers do have that lack of competency and some healthcare therapists some mental health therapists they have that lack of cultural awareness mm -hmm. now that's one of the things i want to talk about a little bit lack of cultural awareness because dimitri if you're going to someone and you feel like they don't understand what you're going through or you they don't care about what you're going through because you're talking to them and you feel like you're they're just moving on from you then you need to stop seeing that person right away. And there is no shame, right, Soraya, in saying, Absolutely. you know what, that person is not for me. And I'm going to switch to somebody like Soraya that looks like me, that understands my pain, understands what I'm going through. And I'm going to switch like yesterday. Yeah. And I would also add, if you are, if, that, if the therapy is something that you're okay with and want to go through, um, make sure just like the, the therapist i think I, I don't know if i said this in the last show the therapist does an assessment um during we, that's the first part of therapy we do an assessment meaning we ask a bunch of questions just like you, a doctor a medical doctor would ask you your history your parents history all that stuff that's that you know we go through that i would say just like they're interviewing you interview your therapist interview them they can't tell you about themselves they can't tell you their personal stuff but they can tell you about their expertise they can tell you about how they like i'm a trauma therapist that means that i deal with a lot of traumatic things i have to make sure that i have a therapist i have to make sure that i um, take care of myself so that i can be exactly what you just said present for you and in this time that you're with me, I'm here for you and I'm able to, to help you walk through that stuff. And that's very important. Just like you, the therapist will interview because they want to know, like they want to assess to see what's going on. Assess your therapist. So what is your um, degree in? Because there's different types of therapists. I'm a, a, I have a master's in, my, in social work. So I'm, I don't, there's people who are mental health therapists, there's psychologists, there's psychiatrists, there's different types of people who... Uh, studied mental health. Me specifically, I studied social work, which means that I my training was um, more from a global perspective. Like people who would probably go to school for social work would probably end up being like activists, to be honest. <laughs> that's because I learned about systems. I learned about uh, people in systems. So that's very important. Knowing your therapist's background, knowing like how many years, what what just like you would get doing a job interview, they would ask you, what would you do in a certain situation? Same thing. Um, know, your, know that your therapist is able to even handle or even asking about the intervention. So what are you gonna be using with me when we're going through therapy? Um, uh, there's different type of interventions and they need to be able to educate you on that. So right. Looking out for those things as well. I just wanna put those things out there. Um, 
So yeah, I got to pass it again. Sorry. No, that's <laughs> fine. That's exactly what we're here to do because, yeah. I, and I'm just going to repeat real quickly, you know, because again, that's what we're here for. So everybody, if you're listening, you know, I like to say, grab a pen, grab a notebook, grab some paper, or if you're going to on your smart device or whatever, write something down, right. To remind yourself of some of the, anything important that you're hearing here today, write it down and make a note of it. And I love what Soraya just said. She's our therapist. For those of you who just joining us, like, Hey, bless Carolyn. What's up? Thanks for joining us. We love you. And of course, Shelly, thank you so much. Shelly on, um, our, our live, Dimitri said she is so proud of you for sharing your story. So, and she is listening with her teenage daughter right now. Okay. She's listening to your story. So this is what I'm saying to you. Thank you for coming on because people are listening. Okay. And they're paying attention and parents are listening because, Hey, a lot of us got teenagers who are going through what you're going through. So I'm so proud of you for coming on and sharing and your mama for actually allowing us to hear you guys story, you know, cause she could have kept it under the covers and not said anything. So I am so appreciative, Dimitri. But one Thank of the you. other things I want to mention too, right? And I'm going to come back to you in a second because I'd love to hear your thoughts on this right now. Um, you know, a lot, Soraya, a lot of things that lead to suicide, of course, is depression, right? We know right now there is so much depression happening, especially as a result of the pandemic, right? People like Dimitri already had issues where he lost two friends in one month. Yeah. That already beat him into the ground besides all the other issues that he was dealing with as a teen, you know, that he was just having so much struggle with. And then he lost two friends. But then on top of that, he got slammed with a pandemic that none of us have dealt with before in our lifetimes. So now we're stuck in the house. We can't reach the people that we would normally spend time with. We feel alone, cut off from everybody. So the loneliness starts to creep in there goes the depression. Okay. Um, so that's one of the main, the most pervasive reasons, prevalent reasons for um, leading to suicide and having suicidal thoughts. But we know based on young people like you, Soraya, what you went through and your suicidal attempts at in your adolescence and Dimitri's um, suicidal attempts, you know, as a young person, um, there are other issues, there are other factors, right? That causes that that could lead to suicide, like academic performance. You know, we have parents listening right now with their young folks, right? Academic performance. And some countries are more, it's more prevalent than in other countries because they put so much emphasis on education and being strict yes. with the kids and driving them to get those A plus grades and all that stuff. Now I'm not saying. It is bad that you want the best for your child, but what we may not realize is that how it's affecting the children, right, Soraya? Absolutely. So academic performance, physical condition, sometimes people have illnesses, you know, and they just cannot deal mentally with the illnesses that they have. They are being bullied because of those illnesses or physical disabilities or something that they have to deal with that could lead them to suicidal thoughts. Um, Of course, mental health and well-being, economic standing, 
people mm-hmm. need more money some people especially right now so many of us have lost incomes this and that as a result of the pandemic that's could lead to suicidal thoughts some folks are workplace performance i know that i've been through i've had some bosses in the past and let me tell you all if i wasn't a strong person i don't i don't know because there are some workplace issues that could lead to that um, in terms of that before what's that Reese? the workplace i've never heard that one before as far as workplace causing you oh, to oh yes oh yes yes i had a boss that was trying to drive me to that place And when I tell you it was, I was miserable and I got to the point where I felt like I was having like nerve problems. Okay. And I, that's the one time in my life I've ever quit a job. Okay. Once ever, because I don't quit. I'm not a quitter. I don't quit anything, but I had to, because it was for my own health and well-being. And you've got to know when to pull back and um, do what you need for yourself. So yes, workplace performance, it happens. Okay. And overall, just life satisfaction, you're not satisfied with your life, etc. Those are some things that could lead to um, suicidal thoughts. So Dimitri, being that you just recently went through that, are there any other tips? Are there any other pointers that you want to give to other young people who may be going through certain difficulties right now in terms of having suicidal thoughts, what do you say to them? Um, I would say just picture yourself as like, like the way, like how I, how I cope with my suicidal thoughts and, and my, uh, my situation. I just, I really don't think about it. I always think ahead. And I always think of like my my parents, like my mom. Like I can't let my mom bury me. I have to. That is that's not how it goes. Life, you you supposed to bury your parents. You I can't I can't be selfish and let my mom bury me, or I can't be selfish and let my family hurt because I was hurt and I didn't want to talk to them. So I would say talk, um, like share your situation, talk to other people. And just and just don't be selfish because that that's kind of that that's what uh, suicide is about is just being selfish. That, that's what I'm it so is. Yeah. I'm so proud of you. Yes, to reach I've... this stage, you know, that we he yeah. can actually talk about it, and hopefully he's he helped somebody that's going through it. You know, the key thing is to find somebody to talk to, even if it's yeah. one. Even if yeah. it's one person. But like we talked about on a previous show where we talked about mental healthness and suicide prevention, when you find that person to talk to, don't just find someone your age, another person who's a teenager like yourself. You need someone responsible, right, Soraya, that you can talk to because another teen like yourself does not necessarily have the answers and may not know what to really tell you about. So it's kind of like the blind leading the blind, you know? So find someone a little bit more responsible that you can talk to, even if it's just that one person to talk to. Um, 
And for other parents out there who are dealing with this, I want to mention something um, that, believe it or not, males are attempting more suicide than females. Okay? Mm. Males are attempting more suicide than females. So if you have a son, and like Reese said with Dimitri in their case, you know, pay attention to your son. They're struggling. Not, not to say you don't pay attention to your daughters as well, because yeah. you know, they're going through it as well. But I'm just saying a lot of times we think that, oh, he's a boy. They he's strong. strong. Yes. He's strong. He's tough. And he's black. He ain't, he's fine. He Tough it up. Yeah. Suck it up, boy. You it's know? True. And that's not the case, okay? Because males, because of that very reason, right, Soraya, does that play into the reason why they could be attempting more suicides? I, I agree. I think that we definitely put um, this emphasis on suppressing emotions on young boys. Um, I think have, for them to have an outlet, someone that, like you said, maybe even a mentor. There's so many mentoring programs for young boys to be able to... <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> sorry, to have an outlet um, and talk about what's going on. Okay, absolutely. So I just want to point, I wanted to point that out a little bit um, to um, our audience here for other parents as well and who have young adolescents or even younger ones in the home like Dimitri, et cetera, you know, just focus on them. And, and what they're experiencing. And if they don't wanna share, like Dimitri didn't wanna talk when he was going through those episodes, but you don't give up, okay? And you just continue to push. Take it from me, pay attention to the kids. Pay attention. Yeah. Because I was busy working, busy doing all kinds of things. And you know, we're not blaming the parents because we, especially if you're a single parent, you have to do what you have to do. But that's another thing. We're just going to have to add on to our to-dos. Pay attention to the children. Yes. And, and again, um, it's not just the kids because there's a gap, like I said, the age is between 25 yeah. and 34. Largest age group as well who are struggling with this, but definitely the adolescents who are just coming into, like Soraya said, just coming into their own and not yes. um, understanding how to deal with their hormones, the things that are changing. School keeps getting more and more difficult. I know that's the issue with my teenager. School is harder and harder. And it's like, oh my gosh, when is this ever going to end? You know, so. And bullying, and bullying too. And the that, bullying. And a lot yeah. of times they don't talk about it because they don't want to seem weak or whatever else is happening, but we have to stay close to them, right? We have to stay close. Yeah. But I know one of the challenges is like with Dimitri, when he didn't want to talk, that's tough. You know? I'm telling you, as a parent, I, I talk to him like I'm talking to the wall. And I thought he used to do it on purpose. Like, why aren't you talking? Like, I'm asking you a question and then I get frustrated, right? But he, you know, it's just, you have to, you just have to be on point, but just be there. Yeah, you have I, to. I'm glad it didn't turn out, it could have oh. turned another way. I could be here talking about it as a parent that lost 
a child, right? It did, yes. You know, so glad that it did not happen. I'm, you know, I'm glad that he's able to talk about his experience, his feelings, and what was going on. Yeah, and I'm glad, believe it or not, um, it, it was a traumatic experience um, that you both, you and Dimitri went through when he actually tried to commit suicide that time and you fell, you passed out. And he saw that and that kind of shook him up, you know? So that made him think about the effect that the trauma he's also causing to his mother. You know, there are others who might not have had this opportunity to experience looking at their parent while they do this, you know, to say, okay, that's a wake up call. They may be trying this somewhere, somewhere else when they're, where they're alone, et cetera. Right, Soraya. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm glad in Dimitri's case, he was able to, to um, that was able to shake him up and he woke up a little bit and, and understood the level of how much you, the love you have for him. But for others who are feeling that way, one of the things we talked about, Soraya, you mentioned it is, like you said, maybe reaching out to someone, right? What else can, can, um, can we do as family and friends and supporters, as well as someone like Dimitri, who's experiencing this feeling of loss? I would say um, be there as, as Arisi said, like, and I, when I say be there, it means not making someone feel um, like they're crazy for feeling the way they feel. Okay. Um, this is their experience and that's what's happening in their, their life. So like, just literally support, what can I do? If the answer is nothing, let it go, you know? But just being uh, present, accessible, willing, um, yeah, I, I think that in listening, like sometimes, sometimes a silence is loud. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? Um, you talked about this before also, and I'm going to reiterate it for our audience as well. What some of the things that we can do is check in with our friends and family and loved ones yeah. every now and then, right? Just keep checking in with them. Yeah. But something that I read was to say, don't just say, hey, how are you? You know, it's like, don't just leave it at that because that is very open-ended, right? And they can tell you anything. Oh, I'm fine. Great. And don't just leave it at that. And I thought this was important when I saw this. Then you say, if they say, sometimes they say, oh, no, well, I'm not really okay today. Take it a little bit further is what I read and say, well, what can I do? You know, ask them what you can do. So give them an opportunity to speak with you or use you, you know, to help as them. Outlet. Yeah. As an yeah. outlet, you know, so that's something that I thought was very important because we always say to each other every time is, hey, how are you? When we write a text message to each other or an email or you call on the phone, you say, hi, how are you? And everybody is just conditioned to say, I'm fine. And you keep moving or once in a while, if you have a good friend and they say, I'm fine, or they say, yeah, well, you know, I'm not doing so good. And then we just start talking about something else. We change the subject. Yeah. We're uncomfortable. We don't we're know how to deal with it. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. You know, so we can say, well, what can I do? Add on to it. What can I do? Or Let them tell you, right? 
Right, and language is important too. Like, um, how can I support you? How can language, I support you? Language is important because, um, you know, like the words, how can I help you? Making someone feel like they need help. You know, that, that goes back to that stigma. So language is important. How can I support right. you today? Maybe right. tomorrow will be different, but today, how can I support you? Right. How can I support you? Or the thing that I read too was also, what can I do? But don't really say, how can I help you? Because it's like you're telling them they need help. And that could also be a trigger for them. So use the right words and not use words that is going to send them deeper down that hole. Okay. Oh, that's so amazing. Um, well, I know Dimitri's tired of me calling because I call him all the time. Right, Luigi, I'll call him like, what's up? What's going on? You know, it's like, mom, I don't care. Right? <laughs> so, Dimitri, of now you're in a better place. You're finding more things to do. Yeah, I'm uh, now I'm like on the weekends or when I'm on my free time, I either go bowling or play basketball or just spend time with my friends. I don't, uh, I refuse, not refuse, but I'm trying to not stay by myself because I, I learned when I'm, when I stay by myself, I get to think about it. I think about it a lot. Okay. Soraya, I know we, we like, th this topic was deep and as usual, we always say we're going to have a um, short thing, but it's it was so deep. You, you know how it is on our show, but I know uh, you have I know you have to go, my dear. And I thank you so much for coming and talking with us. And hopefully that, you know, those who are listening will listen to the sound of your voice and realize that there are therapists like you out there who do care, that look like them, have experienced what they've experienced, and you actually will take the time to care about them and make sure that they are okay. So there are people... Look for people like Soraya. She gave you some tips. If you're not sure, go back over and watch this episode and hear all the tips that she gave you before. Soraya, thank you so thank much you. for coming. Thank you so much, Soraya. Us. We yeah. love yeah. you. You are truly, truly amazing. Thank you. I appreciate it. And you're thank welcome you back. Time. Thank you for having me. I thank you for it. coming. And I just want people to know, I want to remind them where to find you we're going to put your information definitely um but if you could remind everybody where to find you you're on facebook at what's your it's, handle it's facebook is healing wounds coaching consulting and on social media instagram um it would be healing wounds cc absolutely healing wounds cc on instagram and um, reach out to her. You all sat here and listened to her. You know she cares and you know she knows her stuff. She is great at it, okay? And if you're looking for somebody who can feel compassion, empathy, and understand what you're going through, then this is the lady you need to talk to, yes. okay? Reach out to her. That's what she does. All right, thank, thank you, Soraya. We love you. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Talk to you soon. We'll pop yes, up your, yes. put up your information. Take right. care. Bye. Dimitri. Yes, mom. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story. You're welcome.
Dimitri, you're so amazing. And I know I said that before, and I want to say it to you again and again and again. And I'm so glad that you realize how much your mom loves you, appreciates you. Because I know when she talked to me, she was losing her mind you know and yeah that's how much she loves you she was like I don't know what to do I don't know what to do oh my gosh oh my gosh but she never gave up you know and it's very difficult and I'm so proud of you young man for coming onto this I know I sound old right now I'm calling you young man (laughs) but I love that smile on your face I'm so happy to see it keep smiling because a lot of times when you do that it also make you feel better you know, and I know that this goes beyond just smiling. So I'm not sitting here being all clueless by saying, oh, just smile and it'll all be okay. That's <laughs> not what I'm saying. I'm saying it helps. It helps your outlook, helps to strengthen you. And please don't be afraid to talk to someone like Soraya. Okay. You heard her today. There are people, a lot of other people like her, all right, who do care and will be willing to sit with you and go through it with you and help you through to where you need to go. So sometimes you're not able to navigate the entire thing on your own and that's okay. You know? All right, I don't want about to die, but you know your mom is your ride or die, okay? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Mama got you. <laughs> Thanks Thank you. Me. Thank you for having me. Right. We'll talk later. All right, love you, Ma. Love you too, baby. Bye. Bye. Yes. Oh my goodness. Thank you, Reese, for allowing us to talk to you. Yes, me. It was, and you know, when I asked him, he didn't hesitate. He's like, yes, um, I'm off. So it's perfect. That's so amazing. Yeah. I was choking up. I was trying so hard not to cry. And I was like, oh, because I didn't want to freak him out. I was crying. You didn't see me. I I was like, you just... You know where I'm coming from with that, like it's touching. Yeah. Oh, you know, for parents, it's hard, you know. But you got to keep the communication. I learned we're not perfect at parenting, you know. You learn. There's no book really that you can book. follow because every kid is different. Every we kid have to, is different. to learn how to deal with our own children. Yes. Yeah, so you know. Yes, honey. Yes, thank you. We've come to the end of another amazing episode. We know, friends, if you're listening and you're still with us, it was a big topic tonight, but we're hoping that we helped somebody out there who's experiencing this. Somebody share the YouTube, share it. Please share the episode to with your friends family share it to your network share it to everybody that you know this is so important and this is happening a lot in all the communities but definitely in the black and brown communities it's happening a lot and it happens to us even more because we're not talking about it and we're not addressing it and there's so much stigma that goes with it and the shame that a lot of us feel in the black and brown communities that we'd rather go to church and say, we feel like, okay, we'll just handle it there rather than handling yeah. it, you know, um, the, the appropriate way or going and talking to someone and seeking the help that we need. Okay. So we've come to the end of another show. Our awesome. Show. Next show. Yes. yes. Not only because my son was on there. Let me. 
So that's a big reason. Yeah, big reason, but yes. Yes, we thank you guys for joining us. Um, our friends who are with us, our friends on the radio, our friends on our Let's Connect Live um, Facebook page. We're here for everybody else. If you're checking yes. us out on YouTube right now, we're here on the show every Monday evening, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We do this live so we can chat with you. We can take your comments and your questions. We're here to help. That's what we're here and, for. Yes, and real quick before we leave, next week's show is we are going to have Shelly Sparkles. Sparkles? Did I say? Yes, Shelly Sparkles. Yes. Oh, sorry. She'll Shelly be on Sparkles. our back. Yes, she'll be on our show next Monday, which is our own little celebrity, you know, starring in The Shy on Showtime. And she stars in um, Tyler Perry's um, production so, show. So you don't want to miss it next week with Shelly Sparks, our own little celebrity. All right. So join us next week, 6 o'clock to 8 o'clock. Yeah. Eastern Standard. Eastern Standard Time. We'll be back everybody with great we're going to be chatting with shelly so you don't want to miss it because guess what she is a breakout star she's an actress and hey listen you want to check her out when she's on the show because after that you'll only be able to see her on the television and yes. she's walking the red carpet next to tyler perry oh, and okay. all the other celebrities okay what, uh, what would um cardi be said okay okay <laughs> I did that girl, right? <laughs> you did it. <laughs> yes. right, everybody, we love you so much. We thank yes. you for being with us. We'll be back with our craziness next week. And this is the show called Let's Connect, the show where you find more compassion, more empathy, and, and less judgment. Thank you, everybody. We'll see thank you next you guys week. Thank you guys for joining Bye. us. Bye.